And I'm Karen Wright, and joining me now is my good garden friend, Barb Lampson. Good morning, Barb. Hey there, Karen. You know what? We are so excited because it felt like spring, and now we've got a little winter, and we've been waiting for winter for a long time. Yeah, and and we all decided that we would welcome a little white. We hadn't, you know, everything had been so brown and gray. And did it just freshen it up? It did. It did. And I look out, and the yard looks so nice, even with all these dead shrubs, you know, and things, things that are sleeping. And now it just, yeah, it it just it looks great, absolutely great. So in the today's Star Tribune, we get the Star Tribune at our house in the variety section. There was an article about gardening. It said the title was "Daffodils Thought Spring Was Here, But They Were Mistaken," and that is true. Things like snowdrops they shouldn't be blossoming or blooming until early april but they talked to some folks at the arboretum because some of these things were coming up and we're getting ready to bloom and they basically say if your buds are still closed tight um, because they've got that protective scales intact they might be able to weather a cold snap but the blooms might fall off but the leaves will follow will be fine so that's the thing you might lose and then they did talk about how the worst case scenario are things like the magnolia trees if they do start to break bud uh, and they bloom early then you know get hit with a snow or a cold snap you know they won't you won't be able to enjoy the blooms but they'll still be okay yeah well they'll live right but you just won't yeah you know that's the thing about these marginal trees even the ones that are supposed to be for zone five now uh magnolias it's going to take a while before we get something that's really hardy because we have climate change right it's it's so unpredictable the range that we can go i know one day you were telling me what if we have 40 degrees difference from morning to night right. it, it, it was unbelievable well how are um are native plants supposed to survive that well then they adapt you know that's the thing that that's they have time well that's true too because in the past they've had all these years and that's why we recommend plant natives because they've had all this time to adapt and right but now things are changing faster and it's even more important than ever to uh uh, to do everything you can to protect the environment and protect the climate so that we don't continue to warm. It doesn't take many degrees uh, of change in the climate before it to affect things very adversely. It was last week I interviewed someone from uh, the University of Minnesota. With, they were talking about the impact of climate change. By the year 2100, we'll be at least 12 degrees on average warmer. That's a lot. Just think of that in your own yard, Barb. Yeah, I, I that's in in some respects you think well, that would be great if it be in the winter time, but it would probably it would happen in the summer. Oh yes, it'd and be it much just, more humid too. Yeah, and right. wetter. Right, and then all of a sudden, things that were uh, hardy in your yard, especially you know, I I was looking at my notes, and in March um, last year. We had uh, the blood roots were coming up. Oh, really? Yes, hmm. yes. March twenty fourth. Okay. I, I had blood roots come out in my yard. That's the first of the native plants. That's, I mean, it is a native plant. It it's in a protected area by a foundation, but still, um, things things when it gets if they can't change that much, and so when we get this, it's really hot. It's really cold. Did you look at this year to see if there's anything out there going on? I I have before. It snowed. I, oh, okay. I, 
uh, you know, when you're sick, you can you can look out the window. <laughs> right. And and that's I did a lot of looking out the window and reading, and uh, uh, there was nothing absolutely really? around the base that that was coming up at all. And I was very very happy for that. Okay. And which goes to show you, mulch works. Save those leaves in the fall. Mulch <laughs> does absolutely because that's the one thing on the that I was worried about. I waited till it froze, which was like sometime in. I want to say January, and I mulched it, so I'm glad I did because we got this yeah. really warm stuff. So that stuff, least will have some protection. Yeah, you know, and and when we use leaves like that, it's surprising how fast they break down. Right, they're laying on the soil, and all those microbes are coming up. They're all decomposing, and 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 they're breaking down really fast. As a matter of fact, we talked about this, Karen. We added some mulch this winter yet after our mulching uh, for the first frost mm-hmm. and then so uh, keep those bags of leaves yes. uh, handy so you can keep adding. And it is better to uh, shred them because they break down yep. better otherwise yep. sometimes you can get if you have whole leaves especially ones that have more lignin in them like the the oak leaves mm-hmm. they don't break down nearly as quickly right. and so they can um, create Anytime a, that leaf is thick yeah. boy look at the ginkgo tree that oh, those God. leaves never break down it seems like you know. Yeah I shred all those too so that. yeah yeah right right well you know what I'm uh, yeah, I looked at the, the my notes from before and in February 26 of last year I brought out my elephant ear bulbs that are um, in the basement right. in a cooler place and I started to bring them out to break dormancy because it right. takes them that long to break dormancy so they'll be able to come up when I want them to in uh, sure. the spring. So I will be bringing them out. And what I do is I, I put them in like a little pot of potting soil. Mm-hmm. And just so they start to warm up a little bit. And then I just leave them. And there's nothing that happens. You think they're dead. Nothing that happens. And then right. all of a sudden about eight weeks or so later, you get this little teeny little thing coming up. But mm-hmm. some of those things you need to, to um, start early if you want to have right. them so they get big in the summer. Yeah, yeah, especially that that elephant ear because that can get so big, and the bigger it gets, the more beautiful it is. I think. Well, I know we're going to be having the Master Gardeners Minnesota River Valley Master Gardeners are having our plant sale this spring, and I'm going to have a bunch of elephant ears. I'm going to start because you know normally, um, like I said, it takes a long time. But when you plant one of those big ones at the end of the summer, I had several, but I have dozens now. So sure, sure. And, and that's that's really a, a nice thing that they did so well, but then you have to find a home for them, too. Right. <laughs> and you want somebody that's going to take care of them yes. and give them what they need. So, yeah, that, that's a nice problem to have, Don't too. you have some that I gave you? Or do you still have those? Or Of course, of course, yes. How many do you have now? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, but I do know that the elephant ears uh, started um, shooting up on their own. Yours did. See, now mine just kind of sit there, so I don't know. Maybe yours is warmer. Or? I, I I don't know. It's it's fairly cold in the room that they're in, but it just seems like uh, most of my bulbs, when they're ready to to start growing, they break dormancy on their own. Hmm. And and you have to keep watching them all the time. And that's probably I, my problem. I don't watch them. Right. <laughs> you know, I have a whole uh, bushel basket or half bushel basket of um, amaryllis bulbs and they break dormancy and I wrap them in newspaper so I have to keep checking. I don't want them to dry out because they do have rather thin skins on them and they could if you if you, if you don't, you know, because it's, 
it's dry in the house if you oh, yeah. don't have them protected. And, and, and they break dormancy. Well, here's what I did wrong again. I have never had luck with uh, overwintering daffodil, or not daffodil, um, dahlia bulbs. Oh. So I thought, well, I think it's because they get too dry because the peat I put them in is too dry. So this year I sprayed just a, just a tiny, tiny bit Missed of them. Yeah. Misted them. And now they're all moldy. Oh, so wow. apparently I gave them too much. So I'm, you know what? I'm probably not going to just plant any this year because I had so many beautiful ones that I saved from from last year. And I'm, you yeah, know, at some yeah. point I'm, yeah. You know, <laughs> there are things that, for whatever reason, we do really well, and there are things that we spend a lot of effort on. And uh, uh, the, the dahlia bulbs, those roots, that's one of those things, and yet. And tubers, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are tubers. Yeah, they're like a sweet potato. Or, yes. Yeah, and and you know what? We raise those always, and my mother saved those. As a matter of fact, do you remember seeing that old, uh, smaller bulb and it's red? The flower on it is red. It, oh. My grandmother had those. I think she gave them to every one of her children and grandchildren and anybody else that would. She would grow those in her garden up in Thief River Falls, and those bulbs would just multiply. Are you talking about cannas or, or are you talking dahlias? Dahlias. Dahlias, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, and, and my mom would just put them in the basement, and, and of course it was cool down there. You know, and these old farmhouses were, uh, even if you had, our furnace was down there, it never got that warm down right. there. Yeah. So it was probably ideal for them. but And we raised the same ones year after year after year. As a matter of fact, every time we move, we move those bulbs with us. One of our listeners, Mary, uh, sent me a note saying she is just itching to start seeds. She says, I want to start some seeds now. And this was maybe a week or two ago. I says, Mary, 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 sit on your hands and don't do it. Yeah, Because right. she, she wanted to start tomatoes. She wanted to start oh. <laughs> peppers. And I says, you know, I've been that way because I just can't wait and I want to get started so early. And I've learned it's not a wise thing. And I'll let you talk about why it's not. Well, it's not simply because uh, in the house, even if if you have artificial lights they get too big they get uh, they get lengthy and you're much better uh, when it is time to plant outside that you get a smaller plant out there it will do so much better and we have to put our plants out uh, just a short time like a half hour maybe uh, when it's warm enough and keep it out of the sun gradually gradually introduce them and that's when they're going to make all their growth for you but if you have something that's tall and lanky it can't really tolerate being outside it has to go into a protected area like a greenhouse or something like that yeah so you're really setting yourself back I know when I've done that and tried to get things started earlier you're actually probably going to be behind other ones who put it out at the right time because there is a great uh, uh, information on the University of Minnesota's extension website when to start your seeds. Just Google University of Minnesota extension when to start seeds and they do it month by month exactly when you start them indoors when you can put them outdoors and that's so important to stick to that. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And you can if you're if you're anxious to do something, buy your seed, get your good potting soil and get um a good uh area to grow them in, to pot them in, you know, like trays. So they've got good drainage and real shallow rooted because a seed 
even after it sprouts, the roots are going to be very shallow. Right. And if you put it in too deep of a container, the water will go right on by and won't benefit the plant at all. You know, I've done different, talking about starting seeds, I've done the ones with the little cells. They're like the core mm-hmm. cells and things. I don't like those as much. I, I I like the ones I found now that they're they're like almost like a Tupperware material, but they've got individual cells, and then at the bottom they have so you can push them out. Um, yeah, right. But they've got good drainage, and then you put them, and you can um, in a like a they've got holes in the bottom of the the little cell things, but then they have a container underneath so the water can drain. And I've had really good luck with those. I think yeah. they're they're a Burpee brand. I'm not trying to promote any brand, but that's what sure. I found works sure. better. Well, anything like that that that's uh, going to fit the size of what your seed's going to be your seedling, and uh, that's got good drainage. Drainage is really important, and you need to uh, because they are in a smaller container. You need to watch them carefully in your home because they will dry out really fast. Oh, yes. You know, I have these lovely, um, some type of a, um, like a sunflower, but it was a miniature, but it had like a a daisy-like flower on it this summer. And I thought, that is such a beautiful plant. It's short. I can I can imagine that in a pot in my front window and it blooming all over the place. And do you know, I, for about, a day or two I didn't look at it I didn't and that thing dried out oh. and and the foliage dried up on it and I thought oh my gosh and this is such a beautiful plant I wonder if I can save it fortunately I soaked it in uh, some water let it drain really well cut off all the parts that were dead and it has come back I I mean that is a hardy plant (laughs) well you know the thing is though I've done that in the summer too where they'll dry out and and then you water them they come back and they dry out and come back that's really hard on the plant though that's like if you take your I I think your blood vessels if you run out of blood (laughs) or something and they start to stick together oh let's just put some more in kind of thing so I mean that is really hard on them it is it is but even with um, years of gardening you it gets pushed in the corner you forget it you or you think Oh, yeah, that's right. I I watered all of these. Well, this may not be a pot that has enough soil in it, and so it dried out really fast for you. And then the other thing is be sure and check your uh, houseplants now to make sure that you you may have a drainage hole in there, but if you put something, I like to put uh, like a... tissue on the drainage hole so it drains but the soil doesn't come out right Mm -hmm. so make sure that it is draining that the plant isn't sitting in water you know what i use is coffee filters Um, oh those are perfect so yeah love those because when i start when i talked about these little um things seed starting things they have holes in the bottom so i will actually take cut little squares of coffee filter so the water can get through but the, right. the soil doesn't go through and make a mess yeah yeah i i have a whole container of those out in my greenhouse me too and i oh i use them i i put them on the bottom of anything that i'm planting into I it do works too. perfect absolutely perfect and like you say they decompose so there's nothing getting into the landfill either what else are you working on or doing barb oh i am um i am reading Good. <laughs> yeah. What you can do in the winter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because there's always new ideas and new things coming out, whether it's uh, landscape design. And uh, I'm kind of revising some thoughts I had about uh, about the yard and and planting. You know, when you have a, put in a big perennial bed, it doesn't take long. And all of a sudden, it looks like 
uh, field or something. There's so much stuff in there that you really can't appreciate the different varieties of flowers and shrubs and trees and things that you do have in your border. So I've been reevaluating things. And uh, also, one of the things I want is I want to make sure that I've got good air circulation. Uh, when you start mixing annuals with perennials, you know, you think you have a pretty good sized spot in well, there. Well, you do at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Until <right>. later on. <laughs> and then you add these annuals, and they're so small. Yep. So you make a clump of them, five of them and all of a sudden it's overpowered that whole area but that clump looks nice so what do you do then do you move the thing next to it so you know you should learn from experience but some of these lessons are they don't take right away right even after years (laughs) yeah that's 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 right well you know one thing I did uh, last year that I really uh, was excited about was there's the sweet alyssum and there's this one variety yeah you know there's some that kind of peter out in the middle of summer though it's true but I've got the variety now. I have to look up the, the type, what it was called. But they last and stay beautiful all summer long. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm oh. not sure. Is it something like, is it like... Snow? Yeah. Is it snow like, on the mountain or snow? No, no, not snow on the It's... Yeah, I I had that too. That's a bigger bloom too. It's um, the alyssum, the one that we used to always buy uh, in the uh, springtime. Um, there, but oh, here it is. This is the one I ordered. It is sweet alyssum snow crystals. Snow crystals. And I okay. did this last year, so I know from experience. But um, it it has won a bunch of awards, including the Fluor- Fluoro Select Gold Medal winner. And it says it's hard for us now to look back and realize what an improvement snow crystals was over all the other sweet alyssum varieties when it arrived on the scene because it uh, it changed everything. It was the first tetraploid sweet alyssum means has has more um, double double um, chromosomes. Yep, and it means it has twice the chromosomes of older or the diploid varieties. So twice the chromosomes means lots more vigor as well as improvements such as much greater heat and wind tolerance, which is a key for this plant. Sure. Larger flower size and longer staying power. And so that is what I've, I bought a bunch of those seeds. I had to order them special because those are ones you can't find in the store. You find the regular ones that don't do as well. Right. And last year I used them as filler between my lilies and things. So it was like a living mulch and it just filled in everything. I mean, it was great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. When you find something like that, you know, you just, you want to continue to do that. Uh Sometimes you can get an improved, supposed to be an improved variety, but it does it bloom as long or is it as vigorous? You, you know, you don't really know. But just uh, for the most part, most of these improvements are good. Right. Did you hear all the, the hubbub and all the media attention these purple tomatoes are getting? No, oh, I you haven't. haven't. Oh, well, they're beautiful. You know, they're purple, or sometimes they call them... Well, bl- I saw those in the seed catalog. Yeah. I think they're ugly. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, tomatoes aren't supposed to be purple. Well, or black, because sometimes, you know... Yeah. But... Or um, striped. The, the key is the, that why they're better, this is, is the antioxidants, because you know how it is, the darker yep. um, it is, the more antioxidants, so that's one thing. And plus, if you like purple, um, it can be a nice contrast on your plate, you know, instead of a red, you'll have to this purple color um, and it says it has a deep tomato taste but I mean it was it's bioengineered and some people have you know issues with things that are bioengineered 
but it's uh, it's a new one out there. I haven't tried it. I know a lot of people are really excited, and some of the seeds are selling out. I don't know if you. I was going to ask if you were going to try I, that. I've seen those in, in the seed catalog. Me too. But and quite frankly, um, when I have a salad, I don't want a purple <laughs> tomato on it. I mean, it might be okay. Well, uh, do, just, you, do you know how much ten seeds are, Barb? Yes. Oh. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. That's another reason I'm not going to get them. You know what? I'm sure they will be a neat novelty, and I'm sure they're probably very good, and maybe get them at the farmer's market or something, but I'm not going to take the space in my garden to grow. I'm going to, if I would ever want to do that, I would go to the farmer's market, and I would buy one tomato, and I'd try it. Because what Mm -hmm. could be worse than having something that was a nothing taste? I mean, tomatoes, you know what they should taste like. It says deep tomato taste, so... Oh, yeah, right. Well, you know the one thing, and this is a mistake I made that I, I laugh over, you know, broccolini, that's that. The, oh, yeah, they're I the, know. Yeah. Know, they're, they're, they're the real, they're a little tender, and they're just so good. Well, I thought Brocco Rob was a broccolini. It is not. Now, what is Brocco Rob? I know it what broccolini It looks like is. it, but it is so bitter tasting. It's kind of really? like thinking like an arugula is like uh, lettuce or something, yeah. where that tastes, or mustard or something, and you think that you're expecting this nice sweet taste, and I just don't like that bitter. Some people like that, but Brocco Rob, it's kind of like that. But it's ah. different. It's not the... <laughs> so I shouldn't... I don't have to try that. I yeah. wouldn't. I tell you what, it grows quickly. It ripens really quickly. But Jeff and I were just like, well, oh, this is not that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. you learn. I, you know, uh, I've been making lots of salads because one thing, uh, we're very fortunate that we get uh, lovely vegetables coming into the stores from warmer climates. Well, we would rather have things that are grown locally. Uh, we don't have the weather for it. but and, and things, the vegetables have been really good. Actually, the tomatoes I've gotten were really, really very nice. Okay. Um, the lettuces are, have been just really nice. Uh, and the cucumbers nice, too. I have found, though, that those bigger... Um, uh, I think they call them Holland um, cucumbers. They're the bigger ones, the slicers. Okay. I don't like those. They're watery. Yeah. And they have more seeds in them. I like when you buy the whole bag of little ones. Little ones, okay. Oh, those are so good. I can just sit with a salt shaker and eat the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they're they're that they're really that good. Uh, well, I want to talk about f- uh, tomatoes. I am I have ordered a new tomato. It's a new variety, and I have. We'll see how it goes because you yes. know we usually buy things that we really like. And Harvey has always grown uh, the super. Well, so there's super sauce and the big mamas, yeah. and those are really good for uh, making s- salsas and things like sure. that. Well, there was a new one out uh, that's called the Zenzi Z. Let's see, Z E N Z E I. And I'm trying that this year because it's um, it's an indeterminate, but it was All-American Selection winner for 2023. So it is a new All-American Selections, and I have found anything that's All-American Selections, I have had very, very good luck with. Yeah, this is right. the Zen CF1. It's a Roma tomato grown as a fruit vegetable, mm-hmm. and it sets uniformly shaped oblong four to five inch fruits that weigh three to eight ounces, which is, you know, good size. Right. And it says they're very meaty and flavorful with a good Roma flavor. Perfect for eating fresh or cooked or for canning or freezing. So, Mm. you uh, know, I like the Roma 
type style of yeah. tomato versus the big one, and and they're juicier. But I like I like the Romas really really well. Well, I'll have to let you know how this one is because this yeah. is the case where it was a packet of ten seeds was like seven bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. except I think I got them one or they had a sale yeah. or something. You know, the other thing I like to raise is eggplant. Now I don't like eggplant. Maybe it's how I make it, but what do you do to make it taste good? <laughs> well, you, you treat it like it would be a, a pasta noodle. Okay, and you use it in in spaghettis and things and lasagna, and you just uh, use that in place of the pasta. And and you put your sauces and your meats on it and your cheeses on it. It's just drop dead gorgeous. Well, you know the thing I think is is the texture bothers me. Well, once you bake it, well, maybe that's the problem. I mean, it's just you won't even know. I mean, really, it's, okay. it's soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? I uh, because I planted in my in my landscape border, and I like the color in there. So oh. I don't get those great big eggplants. I get the smaller one, and they ripen really fast. And um, you've got your Minnesota State purple shirt on yeah, today. Yeah, my sweatshirt. And and they're dark purple like that. They're really, really good. I, I like eggplant. I like it a lot. Well, I have seen the new ones. They have some that are just little teeny, like little, like the, the size of like an Easter egg or something. And wow. they've got some that are long and skinny, I've noticed. So eggplant has really come a long way because I it remember has. when we grew it in our garden back in the farm, they were giant, like yeah, football yeah, almost. Yeah, right, right. And it took forever to ripen though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now I get um, not a tiny um, one, but a, it's sort of medium size. So once I pick it, it's enough for one meal. I don't want something that I'm going to cook half of it today and then tomorrow I have to cook the other half. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. uh, enough for two people. That's That's what I'm looking for. Zucchini, are you going to plant any? Zucchini? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. Yeah. You know, I think they can be good, but I think they're you plant one and it's just too much. So I was just curious what your thoughts are on that. Uh, you know, uh, it just depends on how much room there's in the garden. And, you know, when yeah. I go down to my favorite garden store and I start looking at plants, I'll end up with things <laughs> that I didn't know I was going to buy and, and then I'll forget about the zucchini. You know, if you've got room, that's fine. And uh, usually you can find someone that will take them because yeah. you get so many of them. But uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah, I, I'm kind of that. You have you to, are to add the flavor, and uh, I have taken the zucchini and I put it in a batter and fried it. That's really good. But do you need fried food? I mean, do you need that much? Well, that's the only way we used to pre- prepare like the eggplants was yeah. when we were growing up was the fried things, and that's the only way I'd eat it. So that's yeah, right. <laughs> well, I I've kind of gotten a. Um, a different opinion about fried foods. I eat very little fried foods because it seems like they start out with a perfect product and then you add all that that uh, oil and cook them in oil or shortening or whatever, and then you're eating a lot of fat. So I'm not as keen on, on that as I used to be. But I am looking forward to the garden, and uh, I still keep looking out at my vegetable garden, and I think, you know, how much more can I add here, and how can I change this, and and do I need to just... Um, 
put in some kind of a cover crop maybe and rest part of my garden. Uh, I'm into building soil in a big way. We just can't assume that we're always going to have this great soil. We've got to keep building it up. And the best way you can do that is if you can find something and then uh, raise it as a cover crop and then just till it under or spade it under because um, most of the time that's what we need are nutrients in the soil and we need the uh, uh, getting uh, uh, lightening up the soil by doing you know tilling things under so that can be really and good. I think people are becoming more aware of that finally you know I think in the past we didn't think of that I mean my, right. my parents were always ahead of their time in terms of a soil conservation and I think a lot more people are realizing that now. I wanted to ask you about one thing you talked about oh, doing. Okay. How is your garden in a milk jug coming? I haven't done it yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I talked about doing it, and then lazy me didn't do it. So, oh. um, you know, usually what happens is they don't start. The seeds will start to sprout when Mother Nature tells them it's ready to sprout. So right. so I will put, these are the, the ones I'm seeding winter sowing. Mm-hmm. So I was going to put them outside and just set them out. Now that there's snow, I suppose I could put them in the snow, but yeah, <laughs> they right. won't last for long. You know, well, see, what I wondered was when we had this when we had this warm spell, if these things wouldn't just really go to town in in a milk jug because it'd be a you know a protected environment and there'd be really warm and if they would get too big for the milk jug and then what would you do you know well you know one year i did put things in a milk jug and they did get pretty big because i just kept ignoring them ignoring them and Mm -hmm. finally i planted but they were they were fine but they they were yeah yeah Yeah. but but if they but you're right if i would have put them in there and they would have um, if they would have sprouted and got this cold again, they I would have tro- problems. So. Yeah, right. So good thing I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So sometimes these things work and sometimes they just don't. Sometimes it's best just to sit with a, a, a pen and a pad and design the perfect garden and then forget about it. Right. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Well, as, as always, Barb, it's a delight to have you in here, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Well, hey, thank you, and you too. Thanks, Barb. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.